They call him the butcher of movie quotes. Or any quote, really. You're fucking rude as shit. This podcast is anything. You're proof or evidence to that. Um, Which it is. I assure you. Let's listen. A-E-I-O, yo! And welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, starting with the Game of Thrones. As always, I'm Zach. Sitting here next to me is my host, Nate. Hey. What up? Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. So, if you've joined us before, thank you for coming back. If this is your first time, we are full spoiler, so we do spoilers about not just Game of Thrones. Arthur Fletch's Joker. Is that actually a spoiler? Like, isn't I don't like know. I mean, I think most people going into that movie I would, assume. would know that. But anyway, if uh, you were here last time, what did we read last time? Brand two. I was just seeing if you knew, mm-hmm, but you're mm-hmm. not answering anything. Mm-hmm. You're just making me carry this show. Yeah, we read Brand two, and Brand. <sighs> Brand's having a hard time. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's he, a cripple. So, like, the Walders are being dicks. He's getting really shitty advice, I think, from Lewin and being kept in the dark by them and not. But the Harvest Festival is occurring, and so they're essentially trying to make sure and see that every lord has put away sufficient grain for the coming winter. It's pretty boring. Bran hates it. He'd rather be fighting or training to become a knight or anything but being a crippled lord. But he's got what he's got. He's got some smart points yeah. to make uh lady lady duskwood Dusk, yeah duskwood uh asks hornwood? for help hornwood lady hornwood hornwood asks for help and fuck me that name is refused basically yeah you refused. like to savagely break yo break fuck roderick, roderick like but... just go home and marry bitch and it'll be yeah, fine get a big strong not. man to protect you and so, yeah, but, uh, we get the Northerner's point of view. So, But this week, we're going to be reading, this week, fuck, this episode, we're going to be reading Tyrion 4. And last we left Tyrion, Tyrion had arrived back at King's Landing to rule as Hand of the King. He was fucking shit up. He had sent Janice Slint to the wall, and in the last chapter, the small council had received Stannis's missive declaring him as king. Right. Cersei was pissed, wants every copy burned. Tyrion's like, you know... Too late. The more the more you try to do that, the more it's going to confirm. Maybe we can hit and her little Cersei Littlefinger and Tyrion start talking about maybe turning the rumor on Stannis himself and saying his daughter comes from Patchface and Lady Selyse yeah. and yada yada yada. Uh, Tyrion then goes out into the city. The city goes to a brothel. A brothel. Yeah, and meets Chitaya and her daughter, who lead them Alaya. to. I oh. think there's one extra yaw in there. Alaya, yeah. Yeah. But there's a secret tunnel in her room that Varys meets Tyrion in and escorts him to Shay, but they have a sweet little conversation on the way where we kind of learn that they might kind of maybe be friends. But Question who really mark. knows? Who knows? <clears throat> this chapter, though, we open. Tyrion is at eating breakfast very early in the morning. With Meister Pycelle. Old bitch Pycelle. In the airy chamber beneath the rookery. And Pycelle is making this big old show to Tyrion about how humbly he eats. I'm just an old man who doesn't want to eat more than his own take. Only what's requested of me 
to sustain the life that I live. And I sure do love waking up early in the morning. Wow, this is going on forever. Yeah. Tyrion essentially says that it's admirable, but it, it says he admitted it, which I think is saying the gesture is admirable, but it's a, it's a show. Like, you're just trying to put on the, yeah. I'm concerned about the small exactly. thing. And Tyrion's like, I eat when there's food, because you never know when there might not be a tomorrow. But Tyrion places two letters on the table. One letter in two copies, he says, and they are for the eyes of Doran Martell, the Prince of Dorne. And Pycelle's like, oh, yeah, 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 I'll send them out as soon as breakfast is done. And Tyrion's like, now you'll send them out now. Right now. Hand of the king. Do it. And so Pycelle does. And he shuffles off. And Tyrion, as Pycelle is shuffling off, notes his chain of office, all the different metals twisted together. Did you say that he told him the letters were for the Prince of Dorne? Yeah. I guess that makes sense if he's going to mail them off. You have to know where you're mailing them. And, yeah, and so all the metals twisted together. (laughs) And to Tyrion, it seemed that the gold and silver and platinum links far outnumbered those of the baser metals. So, is that just pointing out Pycelle's... Adornishing himself in... Vanity? Yes. Like, wanting to be seen as a high lord, I essentially, so. and yeah. not actually devoted to the cause. Definitely. Which, I think... It's subtle. It's, I, it's... I think also just offsets the whole, I keep my table light thing. Right, exactly. Well, that's where uh, I think it's intended to mock and, He's saying and one thing, like, but everything oh, about exactly. his appearance says and the other. And for, you know, the first-time reader, you're just assuming these links are this and that, but he shouldn't have a ton of the same... Like, it's him being embellished and living above his station. Yeah, yeah. He's a fucker. So, <laughs> Tyrion finishes his breakfast. He has plenty of time to finish his breakfast um, before he hears the wings of, of birds... So he heads over to the window where he, what is it here? I, I wrote the quote. He has enough time to finish his breakfast before the sound of wings prompted him to rise. He spied the raven dark in the dawn sky. Now, I I don't think I ever noticed on my first reread, but it says raven. Singular. Yeah. One raven was sent. Yeah. Only a single raven was sent out right there, and he saw it. Not two ravens. He gave him two letters. Sure, they were both going one to the letter, same place. One letter, two copies. But the purpose of that is to ensure that if one gets lost, the other makes it. Yeah. He sent one letter out, with or one raven out. Yeah. Hmm. Tyrion's not dumb enough to oversee that. No, so no. So he, uh, from there, after, and it goes right over that. Like, there's not any mention or comment or thought about it. Just, he spied the raven flying off. Then he goes over and starts inspecting Pycelle's cabinets. Yeah, the maze of shelves on the other side of the room, holding all of Pycelle's medications and medicines. An impressive display, each was neatly labeled with Pycelle's scribbly little handwriting, and after Tyrion looks at it for a minute, it's easy to discern that each had its own place. An orderly mind, Tyrion notes, and such interesting things, and he begins to peruse... And he sees Sweet Sleep, Nightshade, Milk of the Poppy, The Tears of Lease, Wolfsbane, Basculus Venom, Widow's Blood, all sorts of shit. But he spies a particularly small vial, and reading the name, smiles and swoops it into his sleeve. Keeps it for himself. And goes back to sit down. And so... Do you recall what it is he talking about? I don't remember. I don't. I, like, part of me wanted to think that it was the... 
the Tears of Lease, or like a uh, Poison, maybe the Strangler, uh, which is what kills Joffrey, I think. Yeah. And so I maybe something like that, but otherwise it could just be like some wildfire. I feel like it ends up being something stupid for Shay. Yeah, yeah. But I can't. I don't remember, and I didn't look it up yeah, uh, like I should have. But uh, he, yeah, he was back at the table by the time Pycelle did come shuffling back down, and Pycelle begins immediately to sort of inquire. And now I think this is all just a horse shit show. Yeah, he, he read it. He was so he was up there for, even though he makes the show of being a slow old man. He was up there way longer than he needed to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, way longer. And so, yeah, he, he begins questioning about it, about the, the Prince of Dawn, you said. And Tyrion says that it's best not to ask. And he can tell that Pycelle's curiosity, it says Pycelle's curiosity was so ripe that Tyrion could almost taste it. He's begging to ask, but doesn't want to yeah, because yeah. they're playing the game. And so Pycelle mentions taking it to the king's council. Well, the king's council is here to help with such matters. And Tyrion reminds him that the king's council exists to advise the king, who is a boy of 13. And Tyrion speaks with his voice. And Pycelle agrees, but then switches. But the queen regent, your gracious sister, and... Again, it is best left off of her shoulders. Yes. She bears enough burdens as it is. And he's like, yes, yes, burdens, yes. Best to keep her out of the loop, yes. Yeah, he fixed Pycelle with, he cocked his head and fixed Pycelle with a stare who has hmm. to break the gaze looking down at his plate. Tyrion knew that his mismatched eyes made men uncomfortable and he used it. And yeah, Pycelle's, and then Pycelle gets fucking ridiculous and says uh you have the right of it to spare your sister this burden and her a woman an uncommon woman and yet it is no small thing tending the realm despite the frailty of her sex so like Pycelle as well as this maester well i think part of that is also him like kind of pandering to this person that he thinks Tyrion is like that he thinks Tyrion being this lord and this dwarf who frequents brothels he must be a fucking a pig-headed women are shitty when really it's the complete opposite for Tyrion. yeah um i don't know i could see pycelle buying it but no but at the same time i feel like he feels like he can be honest and open with Tyrion because he thinks Tyrion feels the same way yeah i think he feels he's that way absolutely because he's a fucking, scumbag I fucking fuck. hate him, yeah. And Tyrion just thinks, oh, yeah, she's a frail dove. Just ask Eddard Stark. Like, Because he's sitting there saying, yeah, yeah, real Cersei's fucking Cersei's one of the most conniving. Exactly. In, like, she's up there with some of the most dastardly players on the board right now, even though she's more reckless and, and prone to these things. Like, there's nothing about Cersei's yeah, I mean, sex that's limiting her, besides right. the limitations society has, obviously. I'm not saying the women in this society don't have it harder, but... No, but that doesn't. They're not mean the weaker it. sex right, but by that's any means, and and so yeah. And <laughs> Tyrion stands just telling Pycelle to inform him should a response from and Dorne only arrive. Only him should a response. To be sure, Pycelle says, and his hand clutched his beard the way a drowning man clutched a rope. Yeah, man, and it made Tyrion's heart glad when he thought, and it, one he thought. And so check that box. Yeah, that's one. One, but fuck to be clutching at his beard. Like he's he knows that he knows nothing in that. See, if anything, that's what I felt like was the biggest show for Pycelle. There was this. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, to be sure, just you. Like 
I, I don't think him clutching, and I think Tyrion's aware of that. Like, right. oh, he's playing the I'm afraid of you, so I'm mm-hmm. going to listen type thing. And, uh, yeah, so outside, Bronn sat watching some knights and men-at-arms training, and he notes some of them and notes the best of them, Talad, and notes that he falls into a rhythm of strokes. He's good. Yeah, but... he's, he's the best one among all the, the morons out there. But Bronn can still kill him. He, he's going to, the the day he fights me is the day he dies, though, mm-hmm. because of that, because Bronn recognizes how I like he fights. Tyrion's comment. He's like, uh, he's sworn to Joffrey, so, like, you shouldn't be fighting him. Eh. Hopefully, yeah. if shit goes well, but they set off, and as they set off, Tyrion asks about what kind of news is waiting. Well, he's for him. he he notes that Bronn is looking almost respectable. Like, yeah, Bronn, yeah, he's Bronn's got well, this. Just, all I put was that he's looking suave as fuck. Yeah, these days. yeah, he's yeah, got he's this clean sweet hair, cape, and he's bathed. He's wearing the Lannister red cloak yep. that Tyrion had gifted him when he became the head of his house. That was mainly why I noted it is that Bronn has yeah been promoted to the captain of Tyrion's personal guard. He is now the personal captain to the hand of the king. Right? Yeah. That station alone is pretty fucking significant. Yeah, I mean, he's basically the Barristan Selmy of the hand guard. Yeah. I just made up the hand guard. The hand guard. They got hand guards, haven't you? Like, what? on my, my bicycle, used to have hand guards, like, so that way if the bike went Your down, my knuckles... Your bicycle also used to have a basket. It, it also used to have a... Did it have a basket? No, I don't, I don't think know. so. I had a clothespin with a baseball card to make it go... Brrrr, and that was pretty cool. Mine had a chain that fell off a lot. Yeah. Anyway, right. I digress. <laughs> Tyrion asks Bronn, who is awaiting for him, probably a bicycle vendor. Yeah, but he first starts out by announcing that... Somebody who could use a bicycle would be Lady Tonda and her daughter, um, because Lady Tonda is inviting Tyrion. Well, that to yeah, yeah. Lady Tonda's page came by to invite him to dinner this evening, and Tyrion just groans like, "Fuck!" And she could, well, and Bronn called your pet has invited yeah, you to your dinner. Pet. And yes, yeah, since she arrived, Lady Tonda's basically been stalking Tyrion, so she could set her up with her daughter Lawless, a large, soft, dim-witted girl rumored to be a maid at thirty-three. Now. Th- because the way society thinks about people like Lady Tonda's daughter, Lawless, that even Lady Tonda is like, oh, I just, I need to find something to marry her off to. There is nothing. Oh, what about a dwarf? Yeah, Nobody wants a dwarf. It's the hand of the king. But that's where it's, and it's but so that's it's what I'm. almost insulting. It's crazy. It's, it is insulting. Like, and like, not to put Lawless down. But, but that's like, the, the, the very, world Tyrion lives in. Yeah. It's this bubble of, I'm the hand of the king. People should be offering, offering me, me yeah, like, their, their daughter. Da- yeah, like this the, is where like technically Sansa should be offered yeah. to him type stuff. And like. Uh, even Stannis's daughter potentially one day could uh, Shireen. Yeah, like the, if she just, was old, if she was a bit older. Well, and yeah, that's it. Like, like it's very a flowered much, girl at this right. point would be seeking Tyrion's hand. Tyrion's unmarried hand of the king. Not some lowly. Jamie Lannister is currently captive, so Tyrion yeah. is currently the best case scenario for heir. So like. And to f- yeah, she's trying to pop, pass off this dim-witted, Dumpy. slow girl onto him. From not even a major house or anything. And like. so, yeah, Bronn it just gives him shit. Like, just, you know. Yeah, and so I think it's funny because Tyrion's like, maybe you should marry this girl, Lawless. Yeah. Doesn't he marry Lawless? Uh, Isn't that who I believe his, so, yeah. Who uh, has... No, I think he marries... Uh, for some reason, I always was thought he married Felice. Is it Felice? Stokeworth. I forget. Where's but... my phone? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? I'm looking it up. I'm Google looking, it. Hey man, we can do that. It's allowed. I know it's allowed. I just wanted to. 
I don't know, be a Karen. And you could probably continue a little bit while we. Uh, where were we there though? Because oh, yeah, Connor, they were yeah. just talking about lawless. Oh, see, because I think in the show they call. Well, her... in the in the show, yeah, he marries lawless. I know that because they made a big show of it, but I don't remember if it is in the. Oh, it is Lord of Stokeworth. So yeah, maybe it is Lawless, lawless Stokeworth. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Lady Tonda Stokeworth, yeah. right? Yeah. Ha. <laughs> ha. I mean, like, we're I both right. This is a. Uh... <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah. Well, yeah. She. He does actually marry, and that's why I thought it was so interesting and funny. Is that that's what actually occurs, and then they name their kid Tyrion. Isn't that what happens? Because yeah, yeah. it really it pisses, pisses fucking Cersei, Cersei off, off yeah. bad. So Tyrion asks who else has called on him at this point, and Bronn gets pretty serious here, saying, "A moneylender from Bravos here about a king's loan." And Tyrion says, "To send him to Littlefinger, he'll find a way to put him off." Who else? So again, that's the Iron Bank. Yeah, yeah most likely. Yeah. And a Robert's debt. And that's just getting passed off to Littlefinger. To Littlefinger. Like... Which is funny because then he's going to go into a history of Littlefinger a little later on, explaining that Littlefinger does these balancing acts with the debts and whatnot. Yeah. But then you still sent the Bravos banker to him. Like, and that goes to show and solidify he'll later on state, can I, is there anything I can even do to him? Yeah. That's the reason why. If he does. The fucking state falls into disrepair because nobody else can juggle the monies the way he can. So Tyrion asks if there was anyone else, and Bronn says there was a lordling from the Trident who says that your father's men burned his keep, raped his wife, and killed his peasants. And Tyrion says, well, they call that war. But it says Tyrion smelled Gregor Clegane's work, or that of Sir Amory Lorch, or his father's other pet hellhound, the Cahoric. And he asks what he wants of Joffrey. But, one, I love the way that he describes him as his father's pet hellhounds. Yeah. And then, two, do you remember who the Cahoric is? Not Cause... offhand. Isn't he one of the ones that groups up with the, I... with them at Harrenhal with the Bloody Mummers Yeah, and I'm shit? pretty sure. And, like, it, it's, uh, is it Hote? It's Vargo Hote. Vargo That's Hote. it. I couldn't yeah. remember his fucking name with it. That was it. All right. So, yeah, Vargo Hote. And uh, yeah, he asks what he would have Joffrey, and Bronn says new peasants. That's all he wants. He wants to. He's being saying that he's loyal to Joffrey. Yeah, and he's here to swear fealty and everything. He's just asking wants for some. Of he just wants some fucking like, peasants back. Is your all. men burned my shit and like, killed my men can and I raped my wife? Some new like, men to can, build you know. Shit? I'm not even asking for a new wife, yo. And so Tyrion says that <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll meet with him on the morrow. A compliant river lord might have use. So put him up in a nice room, comfortable with a hot meal. So then. Uh, uh, that's genius. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And get him a new pair of boots courtesy of King Joffrey. Yeah. So in Joffrey's name, he is still trying to make Joffrey look like a good king. Yeah, absolutely. And that's super significant. Well, because especially if this Riverlands Lord is showing up like, yo, your men, your father, like the Tywin Lannister's men fucking ruined my life. And now he, oh, here's a very nice, I know it's, you're, you're just here asking for pets. So here's a very nice, fine pair of boots. Here's some men, and actually, we're gonna meet with you, and we'll discuss some options for some lands, yeah. and like get you set set up. Anyway, the so, next yeah. topic brought to to Tyrion's attention by Bronn is that there's a group of the Bakers all band together, and they are seeking retribution. No, they they just want protection, technically. Yeah. And Tyrion's like, yo, they've got gold cloaks. Well, apparently, the gold cloaks had joined in on a mob of people who thought a baker was charging too much gold for some bread. 
So they cooked him in his own oven. Well, this is, yeah, this is where we learn that food is scarce as shit. While yeah. in, in the Red Keep, they're eating fine. The peasants aren't. There's almost nothing to eat, and so the baker was overcharging. That's the thing, because he could get away with it, because people will pay it, or eventually not, and they killed him. And so this is the beginning of the bread riots. This is people starving and fucking getting pissed about it, and that happens uh, actually as well in the next chapter with Sansa. There's a little riot that occurs, and We can see it building and boiling to its fucking point. And so Tyrion says... uh, that he'll do what he can to get them some protection, but who the fuck knows? And asks what else? And Bronn says, a brother of the Night's Watch. Supposedly, he brought a rotted hand with him in a jar. Ooh, is it Yorin? Yeah, I really like the Tyrion. Yorin's asks if it's Yorin. dead. Yorin's bro. dead. Yorin's dead. Tyrion. And no, it's Thorn. And Tyrion thinks that yeah, he likes. He's Thorn like Alistair Thorn. Ugh, put him in one of the black cells. Yeah. The one that's had the fucking bedding changed the least often in all its years, which Bronn likes. Yeah, he laughs. And that's the thing is that even Yorin wasn't given some nice housing when he was up here. Yeah. Um, But to put him in the fucking down in a well, cell. Well, if it was like, Yorin, you know Tyrion would have put him Oh, absolutely. Up, like, He'd have been put yeah. up, hooked the fuck up. But uh, yeah, so Bronn laughs and leaves saying he'll see to it. And Tyrion continues... Coming eventually upon his sister and a large party with her mounted on her white palfrey, Cersei towered high above him and just gives her him the brother. Sweet sister. What are you doing? I don't have a quote or Behind her is one. Sir Boros Blount of the Kingsguard, Sir Balin Swan, Lord Giles Rosby, Holine, Hol- the, the pyromancer, that motherfucker, and the queen's newest favorite. Their cousin, Sir Lancel Lannister, Robert Squire, recently made knight at her insistence. Was I reading ahead, or did he talk to Lancel in a chapter recently and took uh, took him on board as a... You his... read ahead. Uh, maybe I was just watching cl- trip clips and shit and... Clips scenes. and shit. Hip clips No, no hip, No hip clips. But, just scenes from, like, the so show. So Cersei's got her little posse and, like, get in, bitch, we're going shopping. And Tyrion's like, yo, what you what you doing? And she gets all snobby, and she's like, I'm going to inspect the defenses, so at least it looks like one of us gives a shit about this city, which is funny. And yeah, and then she starts going in about how Renly is marching up the high road. Yeah, and he's stopping and feasting and gaining followers at every single junction he can. Said to be a hundred thousand strong. <laughs> Tyrion's like. That sounds a little bit like a reach there. I don't know about a hundred thousand. He has Storms End and High Garden behind him, you little fool. All the Tyrell bannermen but the Redwinds, so long as I hold those twins of Lord Paxter's. Yeah, and we So we get the th- mm-hmm. motivation behind her holding it. Before we weren't really clear and they, why. If you remember they also tried to escape. They tried to escape yeah. and were caught. And they were forced to fight in that little tournament as well. Uh-huh. So we know that these fuckers are not happy. They want to be joining Renly, I guarantee it. Yeah. But this is the only thing stopping them at the moment. So Tyrion kind of lays it out why it benefits Renly to take his time to let Stannis, the Lannisters, and Rob Stark battle it out and then kind of swoop in and pick up the pieces and aid or destroy whoever is left. And... He says, uh, or Tercy says to him, I want you to make father bring his army to King's Landing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Fucking like, yeah. For someone who thinks of herself later on as Tywin incarnate, she sure is like convinced that he's just orderable around and gonna Make fucking fun. jump at any yeah. of his children's. And and that's what Tyrion thinks. Only to make you feel safe, do you want his army brought here, which he's never going to yeah, do. Yeah, because they wouldn't do any good here anyway. Yeah. And so he's like, since when have I been able to make father do anything, you dumb tramp? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. And she asks when he plans on freeing Jamie, since he's worth a hundred of you. And Tyrion's like, well, don't tell Lady Catelyn that, or we'll never fucking get him back. Like, <laughs> and... She says to him, Father must have been mad to send you. You're worse than useless and rides out. And that's that. She's so blind to what he's doing. Yeah. It's so crazy. Renly didn't scare Tyrion half as much as Stannis did. And he really wished he could figure out what the fuck was happening on Dragonstone. But even Varys' own spies had fallen ominously silent. Yeah. So. That's the Red Woman, I gotta believe. Yeah. Like, like what would it what could possibly just stop these people from... I As soon as I read this, I immediately thought of after Blackwater when Davos is devastated by the death of his sons, the loss of their, the battle, the loss of their men. He thinks the loss of Stannis, and he's convinced to kill her. She sees it long before, and I think that's essentially it. Is I think she's seeing all these different little informers in the flames or... And just going around and stopping and all just of going, them, saying, and, like, if you don't stop... I will. Oh, I, I, th- I think it's burning them. You're or, just killing. Yeah. Them right oh, up. yeah. I don't think it's if you if you stop. I think it's bye. <laughs> like, you're done. You're done. Yeah, you're going to see Rolor, bitch. What up? And so, yeah, I thought that was a super interesting point that they've all fallen ominous. But he thinks that he should begin to make some plans to get Shay to safely. Should now they? my other question though is, have they fallen ominously silent, or is there? Or are they? Varys is okay with what's going on up there. And he's just not relaying the information. Varys doesn't trust the, magic the red woman. Users. That's right. Yeah. Especially. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think even Varys. And that, at this and that point makes is even a more bit sense. Blind yeah, yeah. on what's happening on Dragonstone, and yeah, he thinks he should begin to make some plans to get Shay out of the city should it fall and the worst yeah. happen. But with that, I believe we're going to segue over into our small council meeting. Yeah, just get you guys episode. the deets on what's happening. And get some updates, all that jazz, and we'll be back. Word. What up? Welcome to the small council meeting, everybody. Yo. Yeah. And so... Yeah. <laughs> we are... Just wanting to throw our socials at you, let you know how to contact us. We always read our inductees at the end of chapters, but if you have late inductees, you missed a chapter and wanted to send a particularly cool one or one you enjoyed a lot, we'll always read them out during these sessions. You said late inductees, and for a second I thought you were going to say latent abilities, and I was going to say please write us in if you have latent abilities. Definitely do that too. Sick. Fuck. If you have latent abilities, I'll probably invite you to interview on the show. That'd be fucking sick. All right. Well, our socials. Yeah. Um, well, well, we had what... uh, we had some shout-outs, didn't we? Do two? Oh, yeah, we could do those first. Yeah, sure, why not? Sure. So we had a review on Stitcher hey. from our friend Sarah over there. Stitching, stitching, stitching it up. So Sarah says, I absolutely love the show, an enjoyable companion to a Song of Ice and Fire book series. Great to relive its adventures. The brothers are knowledgeable and fun. I wholeheartedly recommend this. Uh, I just have to, one little correction. 
only one of the brothers are knowledgeable and also You fun. know who's knowledgeable is uh Me. Sa- Sarah. Sarah's very knowledgeable. Could you stop like fucking jerking yourself off Whoa. and like let's give a little appreciation to our fucking listeners for a minute there, guy? Alright. Thank I you suppose. so much, Sarah, for your review on Stitcher. Don't mind Nate over here being a little <laughs> fuck. Anyway, we really appreciate it. Any sort of review. Um so obviously much. the positive ones make us feel a lot better, but the negative ones we would understand are not that we have any cuz <laughs> Oh yeah, now who's jerking themselves but, uh, <laughs> No, uh we we appreciate any kind of uh criticism or advice or review. So, so thank and you. Speaking of fans who deserve our appreciation. True that. We have a new uh Patreon subscriber to Thank so much for joining our Patreon. They uh, are willing to give us a little bit of extra money each month. You're from willing their, to pay to listen to us. Their hard-earned cash. Yeah. For some extra bonus episodes. Right now, they are the Winds of Winter sample chapters. Um, for our current Patreon subscribers, which now includes Stephanie, which Stephanie, again, thank you. Thank um, you, Stephanie. We are a little bit late on our January. Uh, yeah, Patreon episode, life got a little hectic here with the holidays and me having kids and we getting sick and all that. So know that the Elaine sample chapter is coming very soon. Very soon. Very, very soon. It's top priority. So, <clears throat> but thank you again, Stephanie, for now, becoming a patron. Yeah. You, if you would like to become a patron, you can do that at patreon.com slash without manners. Stephanie, if you are to reach out to us on Facebook, she also gets access to the private Facebook hey. group. We do have a public Facebook group, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast, I believe. Sure, sure. sure. So, you know, yeah. hopefully. Otherwise, we're just promoting that other group when, hey... But whatever. We are also on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Manners Without. You are on Twitter at Carstark92. Yeah, I also just stabbed myself with my pen. Good, that's what you get. That is what you get and deserve. Don't threaten to stab me. Don't. Not with that pen. Like, at least get a fancy pen. Make it cool. You can reach us on Gmail. That's where most people email us. So we do get some great long-winded emails that we... Try to condense down a little bit, but those ones are best sent to without manners brotherhood at gmail.com. Anywhere, anything else that you can think of? We do have an Instagram at manners without as well. Yeah. Uh, Twitter. Yeah. Twi- we did Twitter. did Twitter. We did Twitter. Yeah. But leave us a rate and review Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Castbox, Acast. I mean, Podbean, we're on that one. That one's cool. We uh, we get some correspondence over on Podbean. That's always fun. Write to us. Otherwise, we're going to let you get back to the episode. Let's do that. Yay. Thanks again, Stephanie. Yeah. Podrick Payne. Podrick Payne. So- I love... Po- I know I'm going to say it basically every time he appears in every chapter, and... I have to thank Podrick Payne for introducing me to how much I truly adore Brienne of Tarth in the books. Not to, no disrespect to Brienne in the show, but for the first two or three watches of the show and the first two rereads of the books, for some reason I did not fucking meld with Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, I I had a hard time grasping the concept of Brienne for a while, and I'm not really sure why, because she is a really good, well-written character. But sometimes it's relating to a character. Yeah, I think it it was just that. And so once it finally clicked, like, I adore Brienne of Tarth, 
and I also adore Podrick for the same reasons. They're both very pure characters. They just their motives are there. Their what they believe in is yeah, there. Yeah, Pod is a great character to sort of reflect the people he's around because I think it's really interesting here because yeah, Pod is standing guard at Tyrion's door and speaking to the floor tells him that Littlefinger's in his solar currently. And Tyrion is sort of amused, annoyed. Yeah, because he's like, Podrick, look at me. Yeah, look at me. Tell me. Which is literally the exact opposite of what just happened, where Tyrion was happy someone was made uncomfortable by looking at him. And this one... He eventually feels guilty because well, he yeah, kind of and gets I really, a little harsh that, with it. That him. made me feel like I love that moment because uh, Podrick stammers. He because he tells him he waits inside. That's all he gives to Tyrion. Tyrion's like, "Who waits inside?" And he's like, uh, P- "Peter, uh, Lord Baelish, uh, Littlefinger." Oh shit, the Master uh, of Master. Corn. And he's like, oh, "You make him sound a crowd." Yeah, right. and which is just a fun way of saying like you just gave him five different yeah. titles. How many people are in there? And he's like, "Oh." Oh, and then he's like, oh, I didn't mean to, like, I yeah, was just kind of jesting with you. It's I didn't interesting mean to... that Pod immediately makes him feel guilty, and I think that's an important thing of note in this chapter is that Tyrion feels guilty in this chapter because he is sort of on this high of on Power. the king's hand. Yeah. And So I do want to point out, because we, we spend a lot of time putting Tyrion down for a villain in the eventual turn. I mean, I love Tyrion. Um, but I love the way, again, Martin draws him. He's not a bad guy. He does like Podrick a lot. Yeah. He wants Podrick to be this, you know, knightly squire who's proud and does what I he's... I mean, have a little... Con- look people in the exactly. eye when you address him. You know, you're not... You are yeah. a squire to the, the the hand of the king at this point. You can address people exactly. in the face. Now, we had talked before the small council about uh, Sir Bronn of the Blackwater, who has not yet been dubbed so, looking fucking debonair as fuck. Well, he's not the only one with some new robes. Nah. Because as Tyrion enters, he sees sitting in his window seat of his solar, Lord Baelish himself, the master of coins, Peter from the fingers... Of the Riverlands. I, I'm just giving him a bunch of titles because Pop. It's did. your boy, and Baelish. Yeah, he's in these sweet new plum colored robes with like fancy linings, looking sick as he's shit. He's chilling at the window bench. And the, the first line that he says, I wrote it, I forget where my lines are, my stuff. Oh, my lines are. Line. Line. Uh, the king is fighting hares with a crossbow. The hares are winning. Come see. He just immediately turns this. I, I feel like that's almost a power play, that he is demanding the, the direction and enter, where you enter. Come into this yeah. room now that you and do what I'm doing mm-hmm. as I bid, and almost knowing that Tyrion, because as he approaches the window, he has to like jump up to see because Baelish is on the seat making it like this awkward power play yeah. of you have to Absolutely. jump up to look yeah, out the yeah. window he's putting Tyrion immediately in this, yeah this position and Tyrion has to peek up over and as he does he sees Joffrey <laughs> fail to hit two of the hairs one gets away from him the second one Released, he fires and almost hits uh, Sir Preston Greenfield in the dick I yeah think. man like just making a mess which I want to point out here we all know that Joffrey's a fucking a little tool bag. Arya hit the fucking target with a stick, like sword, way back wow. when in in like oh with the cross with the yeah bow. with the yeah, bow yeah, yeah, yeah. like in the training. She fields. can catch it with a stick. 
She can catch a, a rabbit with a fucking st- right. Yeah. She can just run this motherfucker down. Mm-hmm. He is sitting there waiting for this guy to release it from a cage, with the like at the ready, yeah, aimed at and it, and still is only yeah. managing one out of every. And one seven. of the rabbits he even seems to mock him. It kind of like wrinkles Yo, its nose I loved, at him. Yeah, loved it. especially. Uh, Unfortunately, I guess you might think, but I play a druid currently in our Dungeons and Dragons game. My druid loves small critters, so for this rabbit to just turn and fucking mock him, I was like, fuck yeah, yeah. wagons approved, motherfucker. But Tyrion tells Pod to leave them, they have some things to discuss, but first he says, unless Lord Littlefinger would like a drink, of course, and Littlefinger says, thank you, but no, and he flashed his mocking smile. Drink with the dwarf, it is said. And you wake up walking the wall, and little, uh, little like, <laughs> God damn it, he's good. And Tyrion just says, "Have no fear, it is not." And or he thinks, "Have no fear, my lord, it is not the wall I have in mind for you." Now, is that him saying that he he wants him dead, or is that him saying he's better utilized actually playing a role here currently? I I think Tyrion is enough on a power trip to not realize how many cards Littlefinger's actually holding. Yeah, and yeah, And so I absolutely. think he's thinking right Which now... Which I think is very much the power trip in the naivete yeah, of fucking Tyrion, because, yeah, it's, it's I wild. think he's thinking that Littlefinger could be utilized and not just outright killed. I definitely don't think... Because Tyrion here kind of goes into that's what that's exactly what i was uses and what he can do he's aware of it but he still underestimates him because he mentions right here in this little internal monologue that he's learned recently that little finger who was born from uh, a hedge knight who has next to no lands out in the fingers which is just a small part of the riverlands for those who don't know um has worked his way up by making these little deals he was as he was a what do they call him like a dealer where it's just somebody who brings in money for the the kingdom, and there's a bunch of them, but he was the one that just brought in like ten times more gold than all the others, and from that point, he just rose he, by making these deals, moving people, getting these people fired, and putting this person in place who's now going to make better deals and trades, to where he has people in like fucking, what did it, so it lists off a bunch, all four keepers of the keys, Whoever the fuck they are. I don't know who the keepers of the keys the are. The Browns of Hogwarts. <laughs> oh, all four Hagrids? Yeah, dude. Holy Yeah. <coughs> He's just got a fucking army of Hagrids running around Dang. in King's Landing. So, the King's Counter, the King's Scales, officers in charge of mints, harbor masters, tax farmers, like, just a shitload of people that are under his command. That he has put into these positions of power that, or at least more powerful than they were in before, I'm sure. Yeah. And he even goes in to say that most of them are just these lowborn people who are good at their jobs and willing to work where the highborn people that were holding those stations were just comfortable reaping the benefits of the station that was given to them. So he knows all this shit. But he still underestimates him, and I think it's because I quoted the last line of that thing, where he said, No one had ever thought to question the appointments, and why should they? Littlefinger was no threat to anyone. A clever, smiling, genial man, everyone's friend, and yet of such undistinguishable birth, he was not a man to fear. Yeah. So he's sitting, like, and he's claiming, like, this is all bullshit. This is why no one has ever challenged him, but he is, and yet I'm still going to underestimate him and yeah. think I have the upper hand here. He has no banners, no army he can call, but 
and I think that's where the show missed as much as I liked the performance of Aiden Gillian in the show. Um, Littlefinger wasn't everybody's friend. Everybody was aware that Littlefinger yeah, it was, was a this sne- sneaky, a little conniving, ball. and and a lot of people are or think as much. But in this, he's definitely painted more as this suave, debonair, happy-go-lucky, sm- everyone always like, smiling. I picture him more like a almost even um fuck. Why is his name slipping my the pirate fucking. Jack Sparrow? No, Jesus Christ. In, in the Song of Ice and Fire, Davos' friend, Salador San. Oh, yeah. Uh, for some reason. Just that very, like, the way he acts with Davos. He's very out there and outgoing and flamboyant, and people, like, just enjoy being mm. with him. Um, Baelish is, a... is an interesting, like, because for me, what it is, is I see him as being the everyman, and then for people like Tyrion and Varys, it's those winks where no one else is looking where he's like haha here's a little look behind the mask of like i know what i'm doing and then it's back on to this smiling everyman so like people like Tyrion are aware that he's dangerous but how dangerous right right like, and so i i like that's what i think is so fucking interesting about Littlefinger is in the special he knows who he's playing a different game he with knows everybody who to reveal and himself he like he has ways of and to what just extent showing that he's playing the before game. Tyrion had given that he notes that uh he he calls out Lord Baelish and says you're is that a new doublet it's very handsome very rich and that's just a handsome knife as well and there was mischief in Littlefinger's eyes as he drew the dagger, glancing at it, just, uh, Jesus Christ. Taunting? Just glancing at it curiously as if he had never seen it before. It was Valerian steel and a dragon bone hilt, and he says, it's a trifle plain, it is yours if you want it. So he's handing him the dagger yes. that Lady Catelyn had seized Tyrion for because she Little, was, at Littlefinger little fingers. told... And Tyrion gave him a long look and says, no, I think not. Never mind. And Tyrion thinks he knows the insolent And he knows I know. And he knows I know, and he thinks that I cannot touch him. If ever a man armored himself in gold, it was Littlefinger and not Jaime Lannister. And that's when we get the description of his ascent into... Yeah, yeah. And so Littlefinger literally pulls out the dagger saying... Ah, motherfucker! You like, know what I? You know the lie that Catelyn Stark told you. Here's the dagger that I lied to her about. You're aware of the lie, aren't you? Yeah. Guess what? I don't give a fuck. You want it now? You want it's here, yours if you it's want your it. Your dagger if you want it. And so, Tyrion thinks, but dare I touch him? Even if he is a traitor during this time. Yes. Yeah. This, this, these... And this is where we. Were, I was mentioned touching upon earlier that, yeah, he could easily have him just fucking done. You're dead. Bron, kill him. He's dead. Shaga, that guy says your mom has a fucking small dick. Like, yeah. what? Shaga kills him. Not a problem. But what are the the consequences? The the kingdom's gonna fall into fucking debt worse than ever. Oh yeah. Because Tyrion's gonna have to balance it. But nobody actually knows all the promises and debts that Littlefinger has made because of the number of people and pieces and pawns that are moving in his games. So can he touch him? What do you think? You think if he killed him, that there's any that the the kingdom would fall into disrepair, or do you think something would? I mean, yeah, the Iron Bank of Bravos just got shunted over to Littlefinger. He's the only thing keeping them at bay right now. Should that happen, the Iron Bank would probably side with Stannis or Renly and back them more fully instead of just Stannis yeah, having yeah. to beg 
And so, you know, I think Littlefinger absolutely has contingencies, at least to make sure that if he's killed, it fucks as many people yeah, as humanly absolutely. possible. And Tyrion brings up uh, Littlefinger being fostered at Harrenhal yeah. way back in the day, or at Were you close River to Run. the Tullys? And, uh, yeah. To the Tully girls, specifically. And he yes. says, yes, uh, uh, the girls specifically, he claims to have had Lysa and Kat's maidenheads. And Tyrion says, the lie... He's certain it is a lie, was well delivered. And he reflects reflects that the longer he lived, the more he realized that nothing was simple and little was true. Because he begins to wonder was it Catelyn who lied or was it Littlefinger? Because that's a really, like, Littlefinger just sold it. Well, because she gave him the story back when about. Littlefinger getting cut by Brandon and shit. I think she was the one that told that to Tyrion. And they Tyrion. played the kissing game. And the kissing game, That was game, ex- right. as far as the extent went for Cat. We know Lysa. Lysa, yeah, had some problems did. there with it. But Cat, and I, I believe Cat to be telling. Oh, the truth. absolutely. Yeah, and so I think Littlefinger's definitely just being like, yeah, no, I, I got both the sisters, man. Like, yeah, and so, and speaking of both the sisters, that kind of comes up next. Is that. Littlefinger's kind of catching on to Tyrion's ploy and plan right here, or thinks he does, just like Tyrion thinks he has the upper hand, but he says that he would like to be able to trade the the Sansa for Jaime, but knows that one daughter wouldn't be enough, but he has people hunting for Arya. And Littlefinger lays it out, that's great, but hunting is not having. So, you've got nothing still. Mm. Yeah, he... Yeah, Tyrion wants to make Lysa an offer, and, and Littlefinger's like, yeah, she, they both hate you, but Lysa's uh, a little more tractable than Catelyn. I can maybe mold her mind a little bit, but what, like, she hates you currently. And Tyrion says, yeah, she believes I murdered her husband, so if I gave her John Aaron's true killer, she might think more kindly of me. Now, I have a little quote right here that says, that made Littlefinger sit up. Yeah. That made him... Sit well, up. yeah, Tyrion's just saying, I'm, I'm going to give Lysa Aaron... Which is Littlefinger. Lysa Aaron and Littlefinger. Like, I'm going to reveal to her. So, like, I almost think it's... I think it's in pure getting, amusement. I, I think it's I a think... little startled. Of, I like, don't think has so. The game, I think it's more of a not, like... Not... Hmm, I, like, I think he th- see, sees it as a potential threat at first, where, like, Tyrion is straight out well, coming out and saying, like... Lysa helped him kill Jon Arryn, yeah. right? So he's saying, I'm going to give Lysa Arryn herself and you. But the way he's phrasing it, I think that if Littlefinger took... I think if Tyrion meant it as a threat, he wouldn't be saying it like that. Where it's him showing, like, I don't actually know who it is... But well, we can find I, out. I think who it's it is. like the freight because he says, if I give her John Aaron's true killer, she might think more kind. Like, I think it is saying like Littlefinger, like not saying because like saying like Littlefinger's more worried that Tyrion may actually be able to find out it's us and reveal it and, and even reveal it to her how deep it actually his manipulation of her goes. Where like, yeah, Littlefinger, yeah. you played her so like Littlefinger because he's so much more aware of what actually happened with John Aaron that like. If Tyrion found out, and if there was really anybody besides Varys who would, it would be Tyrion, then, I, I don't know, I just thought... Maybe no, like, I like that more. His reaction like... was interesting. Where he no, definitely. And he cause... says, I, I, conf- like, I confess, I'm curious, like, please yeah. go on. Who do, you, who do you propose? And Tyrion says that he gives gifts to his friends, and freely, and Littlefinger asks, is it friendship you need, or swords? And Tyrion says, both. And... 
he tells her that Lysa is a little bit more focused on her own concerns because lately Klansmen have been rioting more frequently At which Tyrion's and like, better armed. I can handle that. Which they're better armed because Tyrion has some Tyrion armed arms. Yeah. And so I can handle that, of course. He's going to go and with Shaga and yeah, them and tell got them, this, chill, yeah. Like, yeah. relax. And so, yeah, Lysa just has to swear fealty and her son and use her power to oppose Stannis or Renly, and in return she'll have justice for John Aaron, and Tyrion will even name that appalling child of hers Warden of the East, just like his father, and to seal the bargain, I'll give her my niece. And Tyrion had the pleasure of seeing true surprise in Littlefinger's eyes. And this is what makes me think that that was more of a uh, Littlefinger ploy, uh, when he sat up earlier. This is when I think it becomes... More ploy Oh, oh like, I get you. I get it. He doesn't know. Yeah, he's yeah. He's saying, like, I'll start looking into it. And, and he's playing his out. own little game here. Because I'm like, pretty sure Tyrion's convinced it's Cersei. Like, yeah, exactly. That Cersei did John Aaron. And so, yeah, I think you're right that this the surprise is, oh, shit, he's, he's not aware of my st- involvement, and he's got his own little thing he's yeah, trying. Yeah, so he's about to offer and so, Cersei's daughter right, and which start is, that. Yeah, which is why he, uh, because we know that it's of these, the three that occur during this book, or this chapter, this book, um, it's not Littlefinger of Eris that yeah, no. get caught. Yeah. And so that's why he doesn't get caught, because he's like, oh, shit. He's playing Cersei right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This all right. Is You're their not playing game. me. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. Let's let's play. Oh, he's and, trying to find the spy. It's, and it's, now it's, it's occurring yeah. to him. This is Marcella that he and he says that they can wed of age, uh, wed when she comes of age, and for now she can stay at the Eyrie as Lysa's ward. And which is a brilliant fucking little like, finger asks strategic her, thing. What does her grace think of this ploy? And. Tyrion shrugs, and Littlefinger just laughs, saying, You're a dangerous little man, Lannister. I could sing this song to Lysa, if I cared to. However, what is in your pot for me? Harrenhal. Harrenhal. And I like Tyrion noting that it was interesting to watch his face. Now, I, yeah, I like that, because Littlefinger plays coy here with uh, not really wanting it, and I think, A... It plays into his plans that he's already got laid out. Yeah. Was to eventually somehow acquire lands, whether Harrenhal or not. Well, he needs. But he needs to right. get lands he to needs marry to, Lysa. Right now, the next part being that um, he doesn't believe in that curse bullshit. No, he is the one that's like he's well aware of the lands. Yeah, the, and the, the fertility, yeah. the incomes, what could be potentially yeah. garnered there, and so that's all like a. Just that ruse. Of... But Tyrion goes back to his father was the smallest of the small lords. He had nothing but a spit of land on the fingers. He comes from nothing. He could never hope to aspire to having a land like Harrenhal. Yeah, it's basically it's what he's saying. Too great a prize, yeah. Ever. And so Littlefinger adjusts his cape, but Tyrion saw the flash of hunger in his no, eyes. No, and see... And I, thinks, I have him. I think that there's definitely that flash of hunger. I think, I think Littlefinger's playing him here. But I don't think the flash of hunger is... For Harrenhal. I think it's, I think it's because, over, he, part, yeah. oh, my plans I'm are I'm about falling. to be made a lord. This is where my plans are fine. Like, because, yeah, John Aaron dying was part of his plan. Lysa Aaron doing whatever she's doing is part of his plan. Him gaining a lordship was part of his plan so that he could then acquire her location. Like, this is just one more part. It's, I don't give a fuck that it's Harrenhal. It could have been Harrenhal. It could have been fucking Casterly Rock. It could have been, you know, River Run. It doesn't matter. I just needed to be able to 
follow the semantics. And then Tyrion mentions that he'll even make him the liege lord of the Trident, and he'll rule over those damn Which, Tullys yeah. that expunged him from their home. Basic, house, if there's any if left. If there's any left. But that basically then means that he has all the income for the the Riverlands, the yeah. fucking. Which is massive, because Harrenhal has a high number of it as well, and now they're the, the, the main fucking yeah. house. So he there. asks why. You know, why give me this? Harrenhal was given to Lord Janna Slint as well, and snatched when he was no longer useful. And Tyrion laughed, saying, I need you for Lysa Aaron. I didn't need Janna Slint. And Littlefinger says that he may need to bed Lysa to get this, this going, like it's a hard oh, thing yeah. to do. And he says, give him a fortnight, and he'll set his affairs in order and arrange a ship and bounce. And he goes, this has been a very profitable meeting for both of us, Lannister, and turns and leaves. And Tyrion thinks, two. Two. And, and so he went to his bedchamber to await Varys, hoping that it wouldn't be long because he was still hoping to see Shay. And it was not because nope. it was within about an hour that Varys shows up. And Varys has clearly been watching Tyrion all fucking day. <laughs> you are a cruel man to make the Grand Maester squirm so. Yeah, like, and I absolutely love that. Right off the bat, he's just like, that was fucking funny. The what man cannot there. abide a secret. Pycelle can't keep his fucking yeah. mouth shut, bro. Yeah. Like, you're cruel. This is mean. And Bar- uh, little Tyrion turns it right back. That's the crow calling the raven black, yeah. if I ever heard it. And then he also already knows everything that went on with Littlefinger. Like the, yeah, it, well, like he mentions the the letters as well. He he's well, like, yeah. I know what the letters were about, and he kind of susses it out. Dorne is called his banners. Hates the uh, House Lannister. Yeah, this is him basically guessing. Quote it's unquote. thought he'll join Renly. So what would you offer him? Well, Dorne is so sentimental and still mourns his sister and her sweet babe. Babe in the woods. Babe. One singular. Singular. Uno. Tyrion responds. Similarly, just one bait. I'm not getting into the fucking quote. I don't know, and it makes me angry. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, so now we we know from all the stories up to this point that two of Elia's children were killed. Rainey's the baby, and Aegon, what, fourth of his name? Yeah. Uh, Rhaegar's children. Rhaegar and Elias. The boy children. had his head dashed against the wall, and the other one was, I believe, just stabbed, just killed, yeah. Killed. And uh, Elias was m- raped. R- you raped her. You murdered her. Don't you, don't you dare! We're not there yet. <laughs> I can't. No. But but yes, two two kids died. Elia and her babes. And now the weird thing is that that's what Tyrion knows to be true. Now there, the thought here is that. Varys fucked up. Yes. Varys slipped. Varys made the mistake right now to Tyrion that there was only one baby there. That the other one managed to escape. Now, is this just Tyrion falling into the mistake because of psychological tendencies? Where you just kind of fucking... Well, so that's because we uh, we got a, uh, an inductee from Julian, and in that email, he, he questioned this as well, because he uh, is our French listener, and he reads it in English, and sometimes has trouble understanding the language, and uh, 
this isn't anything with you, Julian, because I sat there wondering if this was a typo. Like, what is this meant to be this way? And if it is, the only thing I can think of is that Tyrion is so in his plot because we know Varys is supposed to be three. Right. And so he is so... Absorbed into that. Playing the game that he is just adapting Varys's Norman, the, the language patterns, to keep the conversation... And not really... Because he thinks he's so much higher... Uh, of a level, or uh, uh, with what the game he's with wanting right to now, play, the game he's playing and the plan he's putting into place, he thinks that he has the upper hand with all three of these men. So he doesn't even realize it. Doesn't even catch that it. That Varys just fucked up and because so, he's got to be right. on his A game to to get Varys to slip up, but Varys just did. But it's not it. it's not anything to do with the current. But Ad-Man not this game. game. It's so it doesn't Varys's mean anything. Game. Yeah, right. And so I think it's Tyrion missing a vital piece of what virus and is the doing. reader as well. And the, it's the and e- us. like it's just one letter, just like the Raven at the beginning. And so that's why I think it. So might I be... think it's just a case of unreliable narrator. And where I, Tyrion yeah. slips up and doesn't even realize the subconscious slip up. I of... think it's Martin messing with the reader though. With that, they have the dire- He has the direct line about only a single raven being mailed out. Then to do it again, where he forgets to add that s and make it yeah. a plural. But it's only Varys. I think that it's truth like. Tyrion's forgetting it is just a like you said following his speech pattern but Varys fucked up he just that's that's him revealing that one of them survived because Tyrion says that they have a vacant seat on the council and he promises to deliver uh Doran's sister's killer and after the war of Kurt of course and notes that excuse me it was the worst kept secret that Gregor Clegane killed Elia and her babe and that's when it's just singular again for him yeah and so, blood for his pride, Varys says. Or maybe Tyrion is saying it because maybe uh, Gregor in the is stories confirmed is confirmed to head. have killed the one, whereas somebody else actually killed the uh, Yeah, because Tyrion does know Aegon. that he dashed in the... Uh, he, he raped Elia with the blood of the boy still on her. So maybe it's just that Gregor dashed his head in and right, right. Uh, Rainey's was just killed. Yeah, exactly. Via a nobody. Exactly. And so, I mean, maybe it was even fucking Tywin who killed Rhaenys and everything. Right, you know, but whatever but... it may be. So Varys says, yeah, pri- uh, blood for his pride and a chair for his ambition. And he says that I would require a token of faith, a sure safeguard against betrayal, and you can scarcely offer Marcella to both Which... the Martells yeah. and the Aarons. Now, th- that's where it's it's super subtle. But that reveals that yeah. he knows that he what he told Littlefinger. Yeah. Because he's aware that Littlefinger, an hour before, that he just told Littlefinger that he's going to send Marcella up to How? Robert Aaron. How do you, is there a secret? He, he's in the walls. Yeah. He's got to be, he's got to have Whisperer in the wall that was doing that while Littlefinger he was doing wouldn't something. have any reason to approach Varys with that. Absolutely not. I don't think so. Yeah, so I think that he has a listener in the king's in the hands. Oh, he obviously has yeah, tower because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where Tywin ends up biting the fucking bullet. Uh, yeah, that's and so true. it's in the hand yeah, of the tower that we the, know the there walls, are secret yeah. walls. So he was yeah. in there himself or had his whisperers yep. listening, but fuck, he knew it immediately, and so he sussed that out on his own without yeah. needing anything. But that's the little and the twist. Varys continues to say, "Tommen is a good boy," and. Tyrion says, get him away from Cersei and Joffrey. He may even grow into a good man. And Varys asks, and a good king? And Tyrion says, Joffrey is king. And he says, aye, but Tommen is heir and kind and much more tractable. Anyway, 
Very deftly done, my lord, excepting one little flaw. Cersei. <laughs> uh, and she will not consent to both children. Nah. Being not nah, both of them being sent away. Maybe one, maybe the other, but not both. What Cersei doesn't know won't hurt her. And Tyrion if says. she were to become aware, my lord. And he says, then I would know the man who told her to be my certain enemy. And when Varys giggled, <laughs> three, he thought. Now, we know that the letter going to Dorne, or was it not that the letter, but somehow it is actually being Marcella offered to Dorne, not to the Vale, and Tommen not being offered anywhere, and it's all a ruse to fuck with Pycelle, Varys, and Littlefinger. Yeah. Now, fucking the, the level, because we know that, you know, Varys and Littlefinger are playing their games above Tyrion's level, but Tyrion is also playing above their level in this specific instance as far as we know because he made sure he knew that Varys was going to be listening in on Littlefinger and Pycelle Mm. so he fed him only as much as he needed right there and by making sure he overheard him he doesn't understand that even the real one is actually the Marcella stuff so he has the way to lock down whoever it is that informs on the situation but he's just well fucking done Tyrion yeah it's it's super interesting because Tyrion he like what's interesting is Varys comes in saying like you got Pycelle like Pycelle's gonna fuck up and tell the queen and you're gonna be aware that he's a spy. Littlefinger, you you got him hooked, but chances are he's not gonna be reported. And so then it becomes with Varys like, you know, what if the queen does find out about what you're telling me? And Tyrion's like, oh, you'll be so like. Varys is aware. I'm pretty sure Varys is aware that, like, oh, I'm number three. I'm the... Right. And so it's just this. Tyrion thinks he's got it, but he really doesn't. Cause, uh, but what I love about Tyrion's plan here is that, really now, uh, regardless of, like, what the letters say and which ones go out, like, he, he kind of, like, because, I mean, chances are pretty good that Lysa Aaron's going to say fuck all. Yeah. Like, regardless. So, like, that one kind of wasn't really on the table. As we know, the Martells answer positively, mm-hmm. and that becomes a thing. But had fucking, um, had the Aaron's actually gone positive as well, it wouldn't have, like, that would have been good that would have been yeah. best case scenario for oh, yeah. them to turn Catelyn's sister against them to get their the, the knights Fuck of the yeah. veil vale. and so like regardless of which one pans out the like worst win, case win. it goes to Lysa and she's like fuck you exactly okay like Littlefinger still is doing all this dick mm-hmm, shit for mm-hmm. me and Doran Martell still ends up agreeing to so it's just a really good plan to do what his father said which is suss out the council and see who's giving good advice and who isn't and right right so with that, you got an inductee. Um, yeah, I've got one ready this time. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Bron, uh, because he's living his best life. He's doing what he can to protect his lord. It, he doesn't give a shit about that. He's just making sure that Tyrion's safe by fucking enjoying the splendors of being the captain of the guard for the Hand, man. So way to raise your station, man. You know, you dress to impress, and he's doing it. He's got his hair slicked back. He's clean-shaven. So, Bron, because he's still badass as fuck. Where? Mine is going to Hallane, the Hallane, pyromancer, the pyromancer. Because, like, 
just like he's in the entourage now. Like, <laughs> fucking this guy is just like. I mean, he's her entourage gets pretty. I mean, yeah, no, it's it's yuck, not yuck, it's, yuck, it's yuck, not yuck. the best place to be right now. But like, he's sitting beside the queen. Like, That's he's, cool. It, during like the shitty times of the city, so like he, I mean, he rose pretty quick in station just because he's able to feed her this crazy wildfire. Yeah. So like, I just like picturing this creepy old dude like just sitting there behind Cersei like <laughs> until at I'm least she, out with cool at people. least until she gets Kyburn to yeah, I was come say, until she boots him for Kyburn and, and Kyburn tries to reanimate. Yeah, so Halane his... for just I cool. liked it. his appearance just made me laugh like out of the it, blue. Like yeah, the rest of them are Kingsguard. You're like all right, Cersei's going, and mm. then it's like oh him like no, he's looking at the trebuchets to be launching the shit like mm-hmm. so I just liked that little detail. Yeah, but that's cool. We did get an inductee from our friend Julian woo, in France, woo. and he. We hope you're feeling better, Julian, That's since the true. last time you wrote in, you were sick and working hard, so. He did say that this is a very long email, so I'm not going to read the whole thing, Yeah, we're going to kind of put, no, we read it, we appreciate it. Uh, setting up Tyrion's first big plot to uh, to understand the background of the court. Delicious. Great stuff. Sarcastic and funny brawn, a treat. Uh, another line, and I really like this one, I wanted to touch on this specifically. To quote another line from it, I liked, Pity you let the night of flowers slip through your pretty fingers. Obviously, it refers to the early flight of Renly and Loras, yet I can't shake the feeling of foreshadowing here. The more you know, the more you want to see, even well, when you, there might be nothing. Yeah, full spoiler, because fuck you, you Julian. You, 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 you fun around the, long enough. You nailed the He hand. goes and storms fucking Dragonstone. Yeah. Loras Tyrell. Uh, and, and there's the a night lot of, of interesting, speculation. Especially with Cersei specifically about Loras Tyrell's situation there. So you kind of nailed the, head right on, uh, the nail right on the head with that good one. Good job, but it's sweet. It's good shit. Loras Tyrell comes back to seek some vengeance after, I think he gets burnt the fuck up, isn't that? He gets, he gets, he gets wounded. fucking tore and, uh, up. Yeah, it messes him up. His hair but goes white. That's but okay. I also liked how Tyrion was threatening Baelish in his thoughts. What's Tyrion's plan for Littlefinger, I'm wondering? Mind battles are awesome. Right? He also says uh, this point, which we mentioned. Varys says Prince Doran still mourns for Elia and her sweet babe. So I've always assumed Clegane had killed two children, as it is implied throughout the show, a boy and a girl. But of course, I've assumed, or I've learned about fake Aegon in the meanwhile, and I assume it is the result of the girl died, not the boy. All right. Now please explain to me the children's story lets everyone know there was only one child, or the book story lets everyone know there was only one child. As we mentioned throughout the chapter, you are not wrong for being a little confused there. Both kids died. We think it's... Sandor killed the boy, and it's that's very why easy. Tyrion says, but we think it's a Freudian slip from Varys, and he's letting on to, because, full spoiler, as you said, Varys is the one who snuck the child, the fake exactly. child out. Uh, that's part of Varys' big plan in the Or book. supposedly did. Supposedly, if, if you believe so, Varys, but... That, yeah, we don't know whether that's him planting a seed, whether that's so a slip So it seems up, like but... Varys slipped up, and Tyrion kind of just so, subconsciously... don't feel bad. In fact, you should pat yourself on the back, because that's an excellent catch. Yeah, that was a good so, Oh, well done. And so, uh, as for my inductee, uh, Tyrion is so great, he could be named in every chapter of his. Littlefinger is so maliciously cunning that he could, too. Wonderful. Uh, Yet I'm going to induct Renly, who is living his best life with his new crown, feasting and gathering an impressive force to be reckoned with. The little peacock is doing surprisingly well. Nah, seriously, I like that guy. So, real quick, uh, Julian, prepare yourself from just... Savage Central from Zack, but I agree. I think it's fun and great to see little Renly <clears throat> living his best life for as long as he can. Like let him let him have his moment before he gets shadow murdered, man. The moment but, like, the moment that he hasn't earned, doesn't deserve. Like he's not a fucking king. This is Stannis's moment. 
I am the youngest sibling, and I hate Renly. I hate Renly. <sighs> it is not your crown. Anyway, you're f- thank you for the inductee. I guess hey, I guess we'll let Renly in. I'm going to just throw out to Julian that if Renly is in the Brotherhood for a little bit, that means he's going to be stopping down with some fucking lots of drinks, some I'm food. I'm not eating a peach. There's probably going to be some fucking jugglers. He'll probably have some, like, duck. You can eat some duck. You don't probably have to duck. only eat peaches. Like, peaches come is Marjorie from a com- can. Is Marjorie they coming? They were put there by a man. You know Marjorie's my girl. Is she going to be there? Uh, he he inducted Renly, so probably not. Fuck. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. thank you, Julian. <laughs> he says, fine evening to you both and Valor de Harris. So thank you, Sarah, for writing in. As always, we uh, adore it when you write in. So if you would like to be like Julian, do so. We can be were reached. You, were you just about to do the sisters side off? It sounded like it. Uh, as always, uh, all men must die, but we are not men. No, I wasn't, oh, but that would have like been pretty funny. But um, I was going to say that they can write in to us. We gave all our socials and yeah. ways to contact earlier on. We would appreciate that very much. Give us rates and reviews. We can do uh, use reviews at ratethispodcast.com slash brotherhood. I didn't mention that one later. That'd be cool. Uh, and also, one more time, I just wanted to give a big thank you to our new Patreon subscriber, Stephanie. Stephanie! Thank you so much. And we will catch you guys on the next episode, which is going to be Sansa 2, where she's dealing with some fucking Joffrey bullshit, as always. Indeed. After that, we're going to the sister with Arya 5, so send us in inductees for those, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Valarda Harris! Peace!